Good morning, Meat Suits and Meat Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 224. We have now done as many episodes as the imprint of the pill that contains 30 milligrams of oxycodone. Speaking of things that'll make you super crazy, this week we're talking about the 1971 film Billy Jack. Is that okay? Yeah. That was okay. Yeah. This week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. If you go to that address, sign up for a trial. You can get a free audiobook of your choice, anything, and you can support our show. It really does help us a whole lot. So if you want to take a second and do that, you can keep the book and your help of our show, even if you cancel. Also, this week was sponsored by Teresa, who says this. My husband saw it, on, saw it streaming on Netflix a few months ago and got super excited to show it to me. Apparently, in his youth, he saw Billy Jack as the coolest, most badass dude who ever lived. Huh? <laughs> I, I could so understand that. Apparently, uh, now, Teresa and her husband have some disagreements over whether this is the worst thing ever or not, and so she was hoping we would weigh in and solve that marital problem for them. I don't know if we'll solve it, but uh, <laughs> we have some strong feelings. We have some feelings. Uh, we might back one of you up. Um I don't know, Ezra. I can't. I can never tell whose team you're going to be on. So maybe. I'm probably going to balance it out. I think you, you, you guys have. Are, it's fair to say that someone will will agree with each of you. Yes. All right. So some, yeah, I, I feel comfortable with that. But since Teresa's the one who sponsored it, uh, you can rest assured, Teresa, we will be mostly on your side. <laughs> yeah. You will get a sponsorship's worth of agreement, and you just don't have to tell your husband about it, whatever Ezra said. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to force us to watch anything under the sun, seriously anything within some time restrictions, that's all that it is, we would read or watch anything. Go to read-weave.com, click on the green dollar sign, and you can sponsor an episode today. Let me introduce you to your panel. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone and... We got a good panel today. First up, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in San Francisco, California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Alex, uh, I would like to give you my briefcase, but it's actually just full of yogurt. Oh. So you you held up the wrong guy with his improvisational gun. So this is my question as is was the it was it was it full of containers of yogurt or was it just someone had pumped yogurt into your briefcase? Oh well I assumed if you open it up and you fill it up with yogurt. Yeah, but like yeah, by the ladle. So if you full. just like if you turned it over, it would just go. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. super gross. Oh no, my briefs. <laughs> oh. Oh. I would not want that to happen. You have a different section for briefs and for yogurt, though. <laughs> my folios. <laughs> All right, yeah, the folio is the yogurt section. Yeah. Uh, also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Chris Smith. Alex, I'm pregnant. And you know what? I've been passed around by so many Maharishi types that I have no idea who the father is. Also, I have hepatitis and an abscessed tooth. Which hepatitis, though, right? Do we only have... This is, this is 1971. Hepatitis. Do we probably, get do we only none have of, one hepatitis? Get none of the forms of have? hepatitis. That's one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given. <laughs> <laughs> there is no good hepatitis. There is yeah. There isn't. There is not. What about hepatitis A+. That girl had so much going on. <laughs> She's got a full chart. And also joining us today, we have a very special guest requested by our sponsor, Teresa. Uh, please welcome back writer for Skeptic.org, Amanda Leinbaugh. I'm a strangely insightful 11-year-old who plays guitar and can quote Hitler. Yeah. Just Hitler quotes lying <laughs> around in the back well. of brain. Do you know who wrote that? No, no. Tell me who wrote that. It was Hitler. Hitler also hated the commies. <laughs> yeah, not the reason we didn't like Hitler. That was not his main problem. <laughs> I hate. I hate because he wanted order in the streets. Yeah, yeah, I hate when people do that. With Hitler. I was like, yeah, well, Hitler was also a vegetarian. Like, yeah, not the worst part of Hitler. We should. Well, you only say that because you're a vegetarian. <laughs> also, Hitler painted paintings badly. We hate. I hate bad painters. Right. <laughs> but not the worst of the things, like, of all the things you hate Hitler for. It's just yeah. such a dumb comparison. Yeah, Hitler said a lot of things that might be applicable in city council meetings that were not related to his horrible crimes against humanity. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, you know who said that? Hitler. Yeah. You know who else started his meeting by banging a gavel? Hitler. Who cares? 
<laughs> also showing that there is no standard for making sense in town hall meetings. No. Uh, Although that, I do want to talk more felt, about the well, town hall meeting true. in a second. Yeah. The town hall, it felt accurate, if nothing else. It did. Uh, <laughs> let's get into, uh, well, let's do a summary first before we talk about that even more, because that is part of my first compliment. So, Chris, oh, I would like yes. you to summarize this movie, ah. Billy Jack, in the style of a lone cowboy trapped in a modern world. <laughs> Well, I don't know about this inner tube, man, whatever's going on here, but I will tell you a story, a story about the American West, let's say the 1970s or so. Culture was at a tumultuous time. There was the, there was the establishment of the townsfolk, but out in the country, out on the reservation, there was a school that was doing things differently teaching free thinking and letting kids create whatever they wanted to as, as long as it turns them on though right as long as it turns them on and as long as they don't do drugs also so we, they did things it might like, not be a school in the sense of a school it might be more of a like building folk music bad improv camp yes yes <laughs> it might be improv camp which is not necessarily evil just not a school <laughs> yes with a rainbow of races but you know what? This is America. And here in America, you have the right to join folk music improv camp. And the townspeople... <laughs> Provided your, to... school, your school district allows you to relocate and pick charters. Yeah, it's a waiver program. <laughs> right. Yeah, It's not a lottery system? No. And the townsfolk hated the Native Americans and everyone at that school. But someone needed to stand up for freedom and also hippies. And that person is Billy Jack. Billy Jack, lone cowboy, half Native American. Nobody knows exactly where he lives, but he lives with an old shaman who teaches him the secrets of the Native American magic ways. He, he lives in a, a cliff face, if I remember correctly. That's true. And Billy Jack is an expert Which is admittedly at kind of cool, actually. I mean, besides yeah, destroying yeah. the important ruins um, yeah. and, and artifacts, living on a yeah. cliff face is pretty badass. Yeah, living on a cliff face, being an expert at half keto, a South... Korean martial art that is... A sort of haphazard martial art was what I read on Wikipedia. It was sort of a, a jumbled martial art. It was like... Well, that's the half. Kind of a lot of stuff. It's yeah. sort of new, but it won't stop him from kicking Whitey's ass. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of barefoot face kicking. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh man, it's just like there's an epidemic of like feet that... Like faces that smell like feet oh, in no. that town now. Oh, now yeah. the establishment's face. It smells like feet. <laughs> it smells like feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you know that you're part of the establishment? Because your yeah. face smells like Billy Jack's foot. That's the worst part about being the man is having to smell your own foot face. <laughs> <laughs> so close to your nose. So when the sheriff's deputy's daughter in town runs away to the school because she's pregnant and uh, her dad won't accept her, the whole town goes crazy and wants to get her out of that school. Thus is the conflict, and to resolve the conflict, Billy Jack, to support pacifism, commits horrible acts of violence, like beating a bunch of people up and shooting other people and, like, literally murdering people. Yeah, he does, he does do some murdering. At the end, he goes to jail, but saves the school. And that's the story of Billy Jack. <laughs> For now. For now. For now. Let's get into our compliments. Yeah. Let's start now with a compliment, you guys. It's called a compliment sandwich. It's how we do every show. Amanda, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? Um, I think I'll go first. Lay it on a smoke dog. Uh, <laughs> smoke dog millionaire? Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, go for it. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Um, <laughs> Amanda, smoke dog lion bar. Uh so I, I actually had high hopes at the very beginning of the movie because <laughs> it starts out so pretty. They're just showing wild horses just mm -hmm. going oh. rampaging across the, the desert. <laughs> yeah, a rampaging pack, pack of wild they horses. Were rampaging. Wild they were mustangs. Grazing, yeah. perhaps? No, it was a rampaging, uh, <laughs> like, just feast. It was, it was a, a murderous horde. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only word I could think of. Right, I don't know. Okay, they sure. were... They were <laughs> Killed a lot of dandelions. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really pretty, and it looked like one of those old wildlife documentaries. Mm -hmm. But then they start shooting the horses, it was so all it all goes downhill from there. Well, they were horses. gonna, but for Billy Jack. Right. Well, yes. Uh, although, I... Okay, Thank correct God me if Billy I'm Jack. wrong, but it looked like several horses were injured in the 
the filming of the not them getting shot. Like, oh. there was like one fell down a cliff at one point, and there were several horses that like tripped over rocks. It was really intense. Did no, um, I mean that's that? No, they oh, were just, apparently that's how they I get missed down. that. That's no, how they I, get down. I, he didn't fall. He just kind of skidded. Like I don't know. Did we see at the end of the movie? Did they have? I the, didn't look for know, an ASPCA credit. Yeah, was it just like two animals were, were injured in the in the film of this movie? <laughs> oh. One hundred days without a major animal injury. <laughs> it's been this many days. Yeah, I don't think that's how they work, but yeah, it could be. I I don't know. I was concerned for their safety. I don't know because they have weak ankles, right? Isn't that a thing with horses? They sprain their ankles really easily? I thought that was dancers. Oh, could be dancers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, they are much alike. They're very similar. What's The way we breed dancers these days, it's really, they're very fragile. And <laughs> they're, it's sad, right? Because if she, she you know, trips during the ballet, they have to shoot her. <laughs> right? They, they, sh- they shoot ballerinas, right? That's, yeah, yeah that's, don't they? they shoot them, don't they? Yeah. Um, that was how, I think, Center Stage went. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to go second then. My... My major compliment is for the city council meeting, which we mentioned just a second ago, because oh God. Uh, it was like 12 minutes long. Uh, the movie's pacing was interesting, but the city council meeting was... Interesting is code for terrible. No, no. Here's the thing about the city council meeting is it was very accurate to every city council meeting I've ever been to. A lot of ums, mm. a lot of people talking over each other, nothing gets done, and there's a lot of references to marijuana. It is, it's every city council meeting that has open floor. <laughs> There was more saxophone than usual. There was a tenor sax solo that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the the national anthem. Yeah. Yeah, he just started playing the national anthem in the middle of the proceedings, which, which is the point where I was like, I'd been typing like super realistic, and then I went backspace, backspace, backspace. <laughs> <laughs> but up till that point. It, do, you, do you go to a lot of meetings where uh, small children quote Hitler? I've not, I've not seen that part, but there are a lot of people who quote, quote Hitler. I, I've been to some city council meetings. <laughs> my, my sister worked for a, uh, a, worked for a city council for a while, and so I went and visited her and watched some meetings. And there, anytime you open the floor, someone's going to make a point about marijuana, and someone's going to quote Hitler. That is very standard. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out if you want to get people involved in the process, those are the two things you have to be talking about in a city council meeting. It's the people who have time to attend a city council meeting. Totally. Uh, That's a good point. So so town council meetings are a lot like internet comments? (laughs) Certainly. Yeah. Oh, and then she mentioned Hitler and then it just ends, right? Right. (laughs) If only. We got there. Touch the line. Go back. (laughs) All right. Next up, Ezra, what's your major compliment? Okay. So the opening song for this is uh, One Tin Soldier. That was what, like... Uh, during Amanda's like you know, pretty like look at horses uh, thing, they're playing One Tin Soldier, uh, which I don't know if you guys ever heard it. Um, it sounded uh, familiar. Will... Yeah, yeah, it's a so kind of it's an anti-war song. Uh, it's uh, and basically I, I was like, oh yeah, this is really familiar. Um, here's a synopsis I got from Wikipedia. I never actually listened to it. So One Tin Soldier tells the story of a hidden treasure and two neighboring people, the peaceful mountain people, and the warlike valley people. The Ooh. mountain people possess a treasure on the mountain buried under a stone. The valley people send a message to the mountain people demanding it. The mountain people reply with an offer. They are willing to share the treasure with the valley people. However, the valley people instead decide to take it all by force and in doing so, kill all the mountain people. The valley people then move the stone only to find a simple message, peace on earth. Hmm. Wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) Waka, waka. The whole point of you explaining the lyrics was just so you could do the sad trombone at the end. I mean, it's really, it's, I think it's, okay, so people think it's an anti-war song. But really, what it is to say, um, uh, I guess, you know, anti massacre of war pe- of of hill people. I mean, I think it's more like a caveat, uh, emptor, M- like, sure, yeah, beware yeah. kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, song where it's like, hey, if you're gonna kill everyone, make sure it's for something that you actually want. <laughs> like, yeah, I, think, sure you- I think the lesson is you don't want anything that dirty hippies have. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> whatever it seems like the hill people have, it's not that cool. Also, I, <laughs> I like the idea that like the mountain people are like, it's like, oh, we don't want to lose our scrap of paper, but we will share it with you, right? And they're uh, like, they're willing to like get slaughtered over this. They couldn't just say like, oh yeah, yeah. And here's our I mean, how you share a piece of paper, paper like alternate Thursdays? Like, come on. Yeah, I, I like the idea that yeah, if they didn't have this piece of paper, they'd be like, oh wait, we forgot what the treasure yeah. was. Was it peace on peace on Mars? Was it war on Venus? <laughs> Shit. All right, all right, time to go to war. Back to the drawing board, you guys. Maybe we should be a warlike people. This isn't working. That leaves Chris. What's your major compliment? Oh, yeah. Um, I enjoyed this movie's uh, take on realism uh, more than anything else. And what I mean by that That sounds like, before you continue, before you tell what it's about, that sounds like it could be a stock compliment for us. Like, whatever it's about to say, like, that's just a perfect setup for a not compliment that you're about to give. Yeah, formula compliment. 
But like one of the things, so you know, last week we watched Die Hard, or a couple episodes, maybe it was one episode. It was ago, last week, um, where Bruce Willis takes all kinds of punishment. As a counterpoint to that, we've got the Native American boy Martin, uh, who <laughs> is kind of a love interest, but mostly he's a guy who gets punched in the stomach and then takes it really not well for about the next 20 minutes. Like, he gets punched in the stomach at the ice cream shop, and for the next 10 minutes of movie, he's just hunched over going, ah. It is kind of like a, yeah. That is more realistic for me. Like, I, more realistic. Like, at first I was going to hate on him, and then I realized, no, if I got punched really hard in the stomach, game over, man. I'd complain yeah. about it, too. Yeah, how many kicks in the face can you take? I would be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zero kicks And so I'm so much more Martin than I am, um, you know, Officer McClane. Right. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Or Billy Jack. Or Billy Jack. Or Billy Jack. Yeah, because he's bulletproof. Yeah. So he's like, he doesn't even complain when he gets shot in the gut. Well, he's not bulletproof. He's just bullet resistant. He is bullet resistant. <laughs> <laughs> bullet meters. resistant up to three bullets. Feet, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> up to 30 meters or three bullets. He's a light, a light Teflon coating on his stomach, and that's all. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's get into our uh, our anchor segment now. Let's get some good. Let's have a good old fashioned hate out, you guys. I think it's time. Uh, so, in any order, what is something? If you can rustle up, what's something you did not love about this movie? About Billy Jack. Oh, God, that school, you guys. <laughs> improv camp? So, improv camp. Improv slash folk music camp, where it's perfectly acceptable for an 11-year-old girl to uh, play the guitar. By the way, with no pick, nobody in this movie has ever heard of a guitar pick. Oh. Um, everything is So, like they're not as loud, and, they're, and it's more mushy sounds. Yeah, that's right. And she's, she's singing a song about her brother and something, something, the war. And the entire time I found myself giving the middle middle school orchestra audience grimace. You're just like, oh, you are really playing. You're trying so hard. Yeah. You're doing a thing. Why did, why did, I, you, why you did sure we agree to come there. to this? Yeah. It just wasn't good. Well, can I say, though, uh, I was actually planning on saving this for a compliment, but I'm going to use it here because it's relevant. Uh, so the way that song came up, was the cops are trying to do an illegal search of this school and she goes oh to hell with this and starts playing a song on her guitar oh that was a different girl and a different song oh was it really right oh i thought thought you were talking about that one there were a lot of songs no that was she was singing about her brother in the war i thought no the brother in the war was at lunch basically the teacher's like hey this girl's written a song for us oh right that one oh god that was awful too hey you guys you think you're enjoying your lunch now, but we're going to stop that. <laughs> well, so, yeah. so I like, and perhaps it's my fault, Alex, because I come from the land of high schools musicals <laughs> where everything is just like, you know, super choreographed, choreographed yeah. and like mm. fantastic. And this was just like, eh. yeah, I think we're kind of ruined for production value generally. We are. Well, so let yeah. me, let me talk about mine then. Cause later the cops are trying to do an illegal search of the school and this girl goes, <laughs> oh, to hell with this and starts playing an acoustic sing-along song. And, yes. uh, what I liked about it, which is actually, it's exactly what I, I'll use this as a hate because it's exactly what I hate about these people, is like, <laughs> whatever the problem is, I can acoustically jam it out. And that is some, or, some, or street theater it out. Yeah, sometimes I can improv it out. Yeah, that's not, oh, you don't solve problems that way. Although, on the other hand, it did occur to me that if I was trying, if I was like trying to, to take over a school and they were like, but first you have to sit through a musical open mic, I'd be like, this girl isn't <laughs> worth it. Yeah. yeah, it actually is kind <laughs> Sorry, of... Sorry, Deputy, your, your daughter lives here now. I, there's no <laughs> way I would sit through that whole open mic just to rescue somebody. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the high school hippie has no known predators. <laughs> <laughs> Except Flower, no. which is their natural enemy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's um, only if they're Native American. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's just specifically like racially charged Flower. Yeah, I agree with you, right. It, <laughs> so it wasn't the Flower, it was the motivation. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, They're not gluten intolerant. That wasn't the point of that scene. <laughs> that was no. I may have misinterpreted okay. this whole movie. <laughs> this flower yeah. was non-organic and it was bleached. <laughs> yeah. no. um, um, I, I got to hate on, Go I guess, uh, prices of horse meat. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, apparently, it was six cents a pound for Mustang meat uh, back in 1971. Yeah. Uh, I did some math. Should we uh, sell to the dog food company? 
Yeah, right. So th- sorry, that was actually a good point for clarifying. Despicable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, dogs should not get such fine food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it turns out, so like, I did some math, uh, you know, like, it was basically just, inflation was just like six times, right? So that was like 36 cents a pound uh, in current day money. Which is super cheap for horse meat. Yeah. Like. Well, but you're th- you're talking you're talking about pre wholesale. You're talking about. Oh, that's a good point. Like, like I wonder fr- what they get from it for. the farm to the wholesaler. So what they're selling it for, to the dogs for might be like fifty cents a pound. So there's some markup, you know. How do dogs get fifty cents to buy their food? <laughs> um. They asked Billy Jack for it. <laughs> Billy Jack would help a dog. He would. <laughs> he would help a dog. Yo, dog. I <laughs> like dog food. So your problem with the hunting of horses is not the hunting of horses. <laughs> it's that the market has collapsed. It's They've not priced economically themselves right sound. out of this market. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I mean, oh my god, that horse hunting thing. Uh, so they were. They would just chase. Wild, it wasn't just they were out. When they said we're going to go hunt wild horses, I thought that's mm-hmm. horrible. Yes. But then what they was. did was. They rounded them up into a pen and then hunted them in a, like, 12 by 12 area. Then they were going to start shooting them. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that was a little not cool. Like, that is yeah, fish I in mean, a barrel level. Like, just it's horrible. It would have been yeah, but, but like, if you up, shoot though. a horse and it's in the open, the rest of the horses are going to run away. Which is yeah. part of the point of hunting, I thought, was that it was challenging. <laughs> well, mm, not hunting for dog food. Pretty mm. sure they're hunting for food. He was like the rich yeah. guy, and he was like he was doing all this for six cents a pound. I mean, I'm sure horses are heavy, but still. How yeah, they're, they're like hundreds of pounds, right? And then times that many horses. Okay, if you're not persuaded by that, I I mean that like it really did bother me. But here's the thing: the the main bad guy is literally a racist rapist, and that wasn't enough to show that they were bad guys. So they had to show him also hunting horses. Wait, 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 wait. You're talking about uh, Bernard, right? The uh, the young guy? He was the one who the was, rapist. A, was the rapist. Yeah, he's the oh. guy who couldn't kill the horses. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were trying to he's make him complex. complex. His dad was racist and, and wanted a horse to kill killer, horses. And he was different. He was just a rapist. He was racist and a rapist. I guess the rape, the rapist gene and the horse killing gene, they, like, they alternate in this <laughs> family? Yeah, they skip a generation. Yeah, it's recessive. I... I, how could okay? How could you set up a bad guy though, where it's like this guy and his dad together are racist and they're rapists, and that is not enough to show that they're evil? So let's also do a fifteen-minute wild horse murdering scene. Yeah. Also, they hate hippies, so well, you yeah, know that's another to their credit. against them. Oh, really? Well, like at least in the morality of this movie, they I, you know anybody yeah. who goes against the magic of the Native Americans is. See, separate from hippies, I think. But yeah, I definitely think that in this case, these hippies were not making a great case for themselves. Well, also, the hippies made the movie, and we had to watch the movie, so they're not going <laughs> any friends on that side. <laughs> Goddamn hippies. That's true. Hippies. I do like that, like, from the get-go, this first 15 minutes, they're like, you know, this is not going to be a movie of subtlety. No. Um, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, the, nar- the narration starts out immediately with, like, this is a story of bloodshed and tragedy. Like, oh, thanks. Oh, thank goodness, yeah. Why but... do I have to watch two friggin' hours of it then? <laughs> you just told me what's going to happen. Yeah. Done. D- did anyone else have a problem um, kind of working out the, um, I feel like, the justice system in the town? I felt like everyone was the sheriff. I felt like there were five sheriffs. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally true. It was it was all sheriffs. and Yeah, it was like the sheriff's daughter, and like the, then the sheriff was hiding the sheriff's daughter from the sheriff. I, didn't, I really had no idea. And there was a good on. sheriff and two bad sheriffs, and then there was like the businessman sheriff. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Billy Jack was like his own sheriff. Right, yeah, he was the Indian sheriff. He was the and sheriff of the sheriff's reservation. Son. Yeah. I, and it's it, because everybody wants to wear a cool star. Maybe that's right. what it is. It's like those were those were all non-legal badges that they just got at a dollar store that just said like <laughs> number one sheriff Alex, and then it's in like a jaunty font, and then you put that on your yeah. chest. I, I feel like we were playing like the like the card game Bang, and just like we accidentally dealt too many sheriffs into the hand, and everyone ended up being the sheriff. <laughs> oh, but there's no outlaws. Yeah, just all sheriffs. Oh, and then the sheriffs become the outlaws. That's yeah, deep. or even uh, the outlaws become the sheriffs. What? And no one becomes that other one because it's too confusing what his job is. Renegade. The renegade. <laughs> Which is Billy Jack, kind of? I guess. Yeah. All right, I guess I would re- see this reimagined as like a card game. I'd watch I'd this okay as the game that. Bang, where Billy Jack is like, oh, I've been gut shot. I need me a beer to get that life back. Yeah, and somebody else is like, Emporio, and everybody gets an extra card. Everyone gets a card. 
<laughs> if you don't play the game bang you should it's fun yeah or and if you didn't play the game in the first two editions where it was still in italian you don't even get that part because oh, the Emporium has been a general store, store since, for this years. Is pretty now. niche, guys. Yeah. Let's keep moving. <laughs> okay, so I, speaking of uh, jauntiness, um, during the scene, during the scene where the the ice cream store owner will not serve them because they're Native Americans and or hippies. Um, yeah, including some people who look pretty much white. But yeah, it was unclear how he knew to hate all of these people, I guess, even in his own screwed up version of how to treat people. That's like, the crazy thing. Yeah, like, how do you how do you even keep it straight, man? It's, it's tough. So that was ridiculous <laughs> enough. But then, uh, um, for some reason, the whole racist ice cream store scene was scored with a really upbeat, jaunty 70s song that sounded like <laughs> the Price is Right theme. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> They're afraid to go in. Why? Indians aren't allowed in some of the stores here. What do you mean, not allowed? I don't see a sign. Indians don't need a sign. They know damn well when they're not wanted. Then why are you going in? Because I like ice cream. I'm sorry, I'm out of ice cream cones. But we do have racist flour. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, a bucket of flour just sitting out there that anyone can grab. It was super unclear what any of what world. Wait, that's this was even in. more confusing. Why would you have flour at an ice cream place? Hey, hey, dinosaur, <laughs> go grab me some flour from wherever no, there's flour. Because right, like they, the the ice cream cones, those were store bought ice cream. They cones. were in a they box. Were like they were boxed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what they what they possibly have flour? I'm, well, for? they could be. Sorry, I, I don't I don't mean to be, to be a, a Billy Jack apologist, but it's pot. But I just want to defend ice cream stores. You sometimes have the you have the store bought cones, but then you also have for an extra dollar the homemade oh. waffle cone. Okay, that doesn't explain why he stored his flour across the store in an, a bucket that anyone could just grab from with a scoop. What, what do you sc- need a scoop? Like, is it like this is the ice cream shop, ye old ice cream shop, and like bulk flour dispensary? <laughs> it was a dry, and dry goods store. Yeah. yeah. And just no, dry good. There's only one of them. Dry good. It was it was the '70s version of those places where you can go do your laundry and tan. Yeah, yeah. You almost GTL. <laughs> you can at the get same your time. ice cream. Yeah. I, it's just ice cream and flour, and you you, you just have a bag of bulk flour <laughs> and a double scoop of chocolate, and then you walk out the door. Flour is right. <laughs> <laughs> The following radio play was neither required nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon. Shipping so fast, it seems like magic. And now, it's time for another episode of White Magic, the show about how a lone white person can save the world from everything, even other white people. Today's episode, Trouble on the Ranch. <laughs> Whoa there, high horse. You need to settle down. We've got work to do. I'm sorry, White Magic. I thought I saw a snake. Oh, you need to have more faith. I've got White Magic, so I'm immune to snake bites. Oh, I guess I forgot. Wait, are you called White Magic, or do you have White Magic? Sure! And I've got this White Magic pouch of owl feathers from the noble Native Americans who taught me all their ways in exchange for always talking down to them. Good deal. Now, what injustice are you going to defeat with your powerful stare and variety of ass-kicking abilities? Oh, you're going to like this one, El Horso. We're going to stop some people who are killing wild horses for no reason. (gasps) How could they? Oh, because they're very evil, High Horse. Oh, and they're also racist rapists, but we'll mostly ignore that part and focus on the horse thing. What was that? (sighs) My white magic senses are tingling. Someone must be screwing with my car. Quick! To my Jeep, White Magic. You named your car after your power, which is also after your name? Now is not the time, horse. It's just needlessly confusing. Ten minutes later. Aw, nuts. You caught me, White Magic, with your white magic. I was just going to cut your brake cables and use those cables to lasso wild horses to sell for dog food and then use that profit to negate Native American treaties, and then I'm going to... Whoa! I don't even want to know about that last part. I'm going to stop you long before that happens. Fair enough. How will you defeat this villain, White Magic? 
Will you use your white martial arts skills you got from Korea? Or will you use your army skills from when you were a Green Beret? Or maybe the pacifism you learned from black civil rights leaders? Or maybe the bag of owl feathers you got from the noble Native Americans? Hmm, I'm starting to see a trend here. Actually, no. None of those powers I absorbed from other cultures are right for the situation. This requires some super special white magic. The power of improvisational comedy. Oh, no. Hi, horse. Can I get a suggestion of a form of oppression? Um, inequality before the law? Perfect. How about a non-geographical location? A brothel! Ah, uh, stop! Oh, good one. An occupation! A, a brothel enthusiast! I, I give up. My plans are foiled by our use of yes and. I won't shoot horses anymore. What culture did your white magic absorb that white magic from? Actually, I just read Improvise, Seen from the Inside Out by Mick Napier. I bought it for just $15 on read-reap.com slash Amazon. There's free shipping on orders over $35, and a portion of all my sales goes to support my favorite podcast, Read It and Weep. Wow, with savings like that, I don't need to sell horse meat to pay for my racism. Great! You've done it again, white magic. You and your high horse have stopped evil using your white magic to absorb other cultures and white magicking them to fit your... I'm going to be in the car. Oh, do you mean the Stop. white magic? Don't you dare. Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon whenever you shop at Amazon.com and a portion of your money goes to this podcast. We'll use it to stop evil and perform a lightly amusing improvisational comedy. But what was weird about this was that it was like racist against Native Americans or anybody who did went to improv camp. Which was of all kinds of races. <laughs> there were a lot of there were plenty of people with that who were not. So it wasn't just it wasn't racist. It was like we hate race plus this camp plus like it was uh, just plus no. anyone who needs a suggestion of a non geographically specific place. <laughs> God, so, that improv though was uh, so bad. Okay, Thank that was, God the first for was the eighties in the Chicago school because that was just terrible. Yeah, it was. It Guys. was. I mean, seventies. This is seventy one, which was mostly before. It was before the improv revolution, so people didn't know what improv was, really. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, they called okay. it role-playing out psychodrama. Yeah. Uh, the first one, all right, look, the first one in the school with the black Jesus, a thing I didn't understand, and, like, that was bad. The one in the park, though, <laughs> with the robbery, I think was pretty fun. Okay, here's Could the thing. Could you explain of, what's going on? Okay, let's go back so to the black one. Indian one for a second, or the black Jesus one for a second, because what she says is, they're like, you need to join this improv scene. We're going to do an improv scene. And she says, I can't improvise. I'm pregnant. And they say, well, we'll just have you play a pregnant character. Explain that improv-wise, Ezra. Why can't you improvise a non-pregnant character? She's not even showing. Like, why can't she summon... You could pl she could play a talking cow. I've been in improv scenes before. There's a lot of talking animals. I mean, there were some common thoughts in 1971 that you know, improvisation was actually very damaging to the fetus, specifically. Um... <laughs> If you introduce introduce uh, imagination to uh, to the fetus too early, uh, it can you know turn into a hippie or um, I don't know Billy or Jack. a comedian. You know what's yeah, you comedian. know what's happened, Ezra? Hmm. This has just turned into King of Bullshit Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I was handling it when it was the flower in the in the ice cream shop and in the waffle cone story, but now you're handling the improv, Ezra. You are the current King of Bullshit Mountain. <laughs> No. Which is convenient because uh, this segment was requested by our sponsor Teresa. So, as heavy, anybody have yeah, any other heavy. questions for Ezra about besides uh, about why improv damages fetuses? I, I guess I'll start. <laughs> Ezra, is there anything Billy Jack can't do? Can't wear shoes. Well, he had boots on before he took them off to kick faces. Right, right. Boots are not shoes. Oh, I guess that's true. Nah. That was a very good point. Holy shit! Whew. Just. Uh, <laughs> You just, you just, uh, you just inverted my worldview, my friend. That's right. That's right. Let's do a psychodrama about this. <laughs> All right, I'm pregnant with a shoe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, anybody yeah. else? What's a question for uh, Ezra, who's current king of bullshit mountain? So, if if improv solves everything, how come they didn't just improv at all the sheriffs and get Billy Jack free? Oh, when he was in the shootout, yeah. Yeah. Um, or how the, how come the sheriffs didn't improv their way into actually like oh. you know taking that church oh. right. instead no, of no, just getting a shot better in the question? Gut? We're not looking for Billy Jack. We're doing an improv scene about a sheriff who's finding Billy Jack, and then he would have to come in to join the scene, and then boom, got him. 
<laughs> you know, like I would have said they were too square, but like that one sheriff, like one of the five sheriffs, um, was definitely cool with improv, um, and so he probably should have done it. Chris, I'll 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 concede King of Bullshit Mountain to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a strong fight there, as. Yeah, I really wanted this one. <laughs> All right, bring it. Anybody else? King of Billy Jack Mountain. <laughs> Chris, I have a question for you. We've been friends for a while, right? Sure. How come? Excellent. You, yes. How come you've never tried to make it with me? <laughs> Alex, am I not? Does your body? I are you afraid your body of my body? Checks that you can't cash. <laughs> No. I don't know what that means, but it hurts my feelings a little. I know this is just a game, but I took that one personally, and I'm not even sure how. Oh, buddy! <laughs> we give him a simple. You're too pretty uh, King for of me. Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> That's why you get it. Oh. All right, fine. I'll be King of Bullshit Mountain, Chris. So at the, at the end of the movie, when he's still um, holed up uh, in the church or whatever the hell place he's in. Uh, it's a church or it, a hell place, either way. <laughs> yeah, yes. so, it's so hard to tell the difference these days. And he's and he's talking to Jean, saying how she's so gentle and wonderful, and he has always been full of rage. Um, if he's always full of rage, why is he not just the Hulk? Uh, mm, he's uh, always angry. No, because because he's always full of rage. The thing about the Hulk is he hulks out when he rages. If he was just always raging then it would be a totally yeah. different character. Oh, but Alex, didn't you oh. see the Avengers? The secret yeah. to Bruce Banner is that he's always angry. Yeah, current current Hulk canon says that he is always full of rage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess Ezra got it back. No, 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 no. That was, that was, that was Amanda's question. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Amanda. But you stole it with a better answer, Ezra. Uh, he just talked faster. <laughs> yeah. All right, Amanda, touche. Uh, if that's current canon, I was not aware of that. He's always angry. I, I would be very comfortable calling it a wash. No, I think, I think she has to be king of Bullshit Mountain for a second. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh God, no. Uh, what have I done? So uh, can you tell me, I'm just going to say some statements about Native Americans. You're going to tell me true or false. How about that? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Native Americans are not afraid of death. True. Being a Native oh, American is go. not a matter of blood. It's a matter of whatever it was like, I guess, going idealism. to... Idealism. Spirit? Spirits. Oh, my God. Camp. False. <laughs> I ooh, think the ooh. Supreme Court is dealing with that question right now, but I think, yes, false. Can you get bitten by a snake, like, eight times and be okay? Uh, well, it depends well, he on the you know, snake. catch the snake... Uh, and not let it bite him at one point because he's just so super fast with his Hapkaido moves. Well, so. yeah, the, he, he get, he, that snake will get what a good six or seven bites, but never an eighth because he is lightning <laughs> yeah, yeah. fast. Bite me seven times, shame on you. Fool me seven times. <laughs> so yeah, six seven times, absolutely. That eighth time, no, you're gone. <laughs> okay, while under the influence of snake venom, <laughs> Native Americans will be able to speak with the spirits and teach false. new dance moves. And teach new dance moves. Yeah. Well, he also had those magic uh, poultices and the uh, secret Ooh, herbal mix the that they gave him. Yeah. That's that's the word they used. Yeah. It's sweet, isn't it? Poultice. Yeah. Poultice. Um. <laughs> uh, true or false, Amanda? Among the Native Americans, a promise is enough. <laughs> uh, I would say it depends on uh, on who they're. Um, uh, making this promise with with the white man clearly not right <laughs> yeah. i i mean i feel like that was one of the one of the things that was really offensive about all of this was like oh yes the native wow. americans they are one group with one philosophy that yes. is all one and they're thing. such simple noble noble savages. people yes uh, yeah. i guess the, my, my big question uh. is does it round <laughs> like in this movie's like like messed up stuff like does Native American like blood? Does it like round up? I guess like so. It's like if you're half, then you're all. Because like I feel like shouldn't Billy Jack be like half very untrustworthy? <laughs> a promise is a promise is half enough. Yeah. He also needs to sign just his last name. Does it does it round up? Well, uh, clearly not in this movie since they called him a half breed like in the first five minutes. Yeah, one of those good like sensitive things they did. All right, right. Yeah. This is, again, this is all right. So we have to say. You have to say half breed. You have to try to kill horses. You have to be a rapist and a racist. That's that's how you define what the villain is. Yeah. Why is why is racism not enough to make somebody a villain, Amanda? That's what I really want to know. 
Uh, it it should be. It should be. <laughs> okay, let's end it on that. This is what happens when bad meets evil. We at the trees till we look like Vietnamese people. He's evil, and I'm bad like Steve Siegel. Fuck the law, cause I don't agree with police either. Shit, me neither. We ain't eager to be legal. So please leave me. Cool, so that just brings us to the second half of our compliment sandwich, you guys. We have to say one more nice thing uh, about Billy Jack, and we're going to go in reverse order this time, so... Chris, you are up first. What is your minor compliment? All right. This uh, movie took place in 1971 when it was filmed. And uh, there's this bad guy, Bernard, who drives a Corvette and is a rapist mm-hmm. and a racist. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the person he rapes is the teacher of the school, who is uh, Billy Jack's real-life wife, by the way. Yeah. Um, so he's a real baddie. Um, but my compliment is for his wardrobe because he wears the most awesome polka dotted shirt I've ever seen in a movie. And in Way general, to find the silver a, lining in that guy, Chris. He is a slick looking wow. motherfucker. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's a bad guy and he deserves everything that he got. But man, can that dude dress? Also, he's, drives his car into a lake when told to. Yeah, yeah he's great yeah. at that. And, and Obedient, like, downright. Yeah. And what I like about the driving into the lake was that it was a it was a convertible, so he j- didn't have to do that that the daring water escape from his car. He just oh, kind of yeah, floated to the top right and like let the mm-hmm. car sink below him. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun. I wanted. I'd like to try that sometime. I would like to be able to drive a car into a lake safely. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> That's I just on your bucket list. I just want to grow up to be a MythBuster. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, one day. Seriously. Awesome. All right, Ez, what's your minor compliment? This is sort of my attempt at apologizing for this movie. Basically, like, this came about because the uh, the writer-director star, Billy Jackman, yeah. um, <laughs> like, back in the 50s... No relation to Hugh like, Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Yeah. Um, he has so many powers. Like, Billy Jack has so many powers. Like, if, like, Adamantium Claws was, like, were one of them, I would not be, like, super surprised. Not be, be surprised like, yeah, at all. <laughs> yeah, fits kind of, yeah, no, no. Uh, uh, from, the, from the noble Wolverine people, uh, but um, also not allowed to get ice cream. The Wolverines, <laughs> unless they're covered in flour. Yeah, that guy's um, a dick. But yeah, uh, so basically, like this movie came about because uh, when this guy was growing up, he saw some like pretty terrible racism against Native Americans in his like, um, I think his maybe his hometown, maybe his wife's hometown. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, he was like, "Well, this is some bullshit. Let me see if I can use the medium of art to like fix it." Um, and like, and first he tried the art of acoustic songwriting, and then he tried the art <laughs> of improvisational comedy, and neither right, of those right. were and enough. This is, um, but yeah, I, mean, I guess like, like we have like finer sensibilities, like, uh, like our our knowledge of like what's the right way to like, um, you know, say that something is bad is different. Um, we have a kind of a concept of like a, a white savior as maybe a, an awkward concept uh, now, but like, you know... Like, <laughs> Tell that to Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Wait, for, is, for, is the for... main character in Avatar's name Avatar? Is that how you were using that? <laughs> <laughs> I have to use my Avatar powers to stop this Avatar thing. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so you like the project guess, of if... trying to stop race, like a problem you saw in the world through art? Yeah, right. And like, if you sort of like, if you, if you like, you know, go back forty years or so, like maybe this is the best way they had to do it. This is you kind of have to like, it's graded on the curve. Is what I'm saying. Maybe. I guess what mm. I I kind of the thing that I kind of agree with that on that is that I mean I normally hate when somebody is like trying to trick me into watching a movie about some like a bigger issue by making it uh, something that I might care about, I might enjoy, and well, but, sure. Like the spoonful of sugar theory is what he's doing here, where mm-hmm. he's like, I want the kids to care about racism. Oh, they won't make my movie about a cowboy right now. So the first movie he made was like, oh, motorcycle gang movies, really popular right now. I'll make a movie about a motorcycle gang. And then this one, he was like, I'll make a movie about a kung fu fighter, because that seems like that's going to work right now. And then, like, so it's always like, it's, it's weird because he is the opposite of the kids in his school, where the kids in the school are like, we can solve this problem through art. I'm just going to sing by myself at an open mic. And he is like, no, 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 you have to steal whatever the kids are into and make that movie. <laughs> and that's much smarter. He's much more effective than, his, than the students in his movie, which I appreciate. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, he, I, and he takes boxes and boxes of ammo and a bunch of guns. Yeah, yeah. He decides whatever to... he's got to do, you know, he's willing to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so my minor compliment is, uh, is this. This was the second major motion picture to use the F word. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
MASH, right. MASH was the first one, and this was the second oh. one. And I think being second to anything is still impressive, especially when it's an idea as, uh, as old as swearing. It's like, well, like that's impressive. It's a good, that's a what, good silver when medal. When did they say it? I don't remember. Uh, one of the kids, it. I think, in the... Uh, yeah, they don't... They, in the crowd didn't use it well. At, it was uh, in the... Yeah, it was in the when they were protesting the uh, the city council meeting. I think one kid says this uh, is fucked up. Uh, Which, by the way, I don't know if you know this fun fact about us. We were the third podcast to ever use the f word. So <laughs> <laughs> just right there, we just got it. Yeah, just now. This is the fir- no one's ever thought of that before. So we're also <laughs> we're also didn't use it well, breaking new but. ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's weird is that they were like used it, but it wasn't like frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Where it's like in a big dra- like dramatic, shocking moment to swear. It was like. Just off camera, someone goes, hey, fuck that. Okay, we'll keep that audio. <laughs> Amanda, what is your minor compliment? The last nice thing you or possibly anyone will ever say about Billy Jack? So uh, for a movie that focused a lot about uh, a lot on minority oppression, mm-hmm. it didn't have that many minorities in it. <laughs> like, I mean, there was the guy who was hey, bad at found- riding a horse. Yeah, well, it, it made me uh, it made me realize that I could actually time travel to 1971 and I'd fit right in because <laughs> I am a super white lady with really long blonde hair, and that was like 70 percent of the people that they showed were white girls <laughs> with long blonde hair. Right. So I, I'm in. They'll yeah. never know that I'm from the future. <laughs> I'm just wondering if this is like if this will be sort of like the um, like the new kind of hip time tra- use of time travel, where like it's like maybe white guys using it to like to win arguments so like they'll go back in time and change one of their grandparents or great great grandparents to a person of color uh, i mean that's how i like, use well, like every piece of technology i've ever gotten has been used to solve arguments it's been like well i got a laptop i'm gonna google that and then i got a phone i'm gonna google it without getting up and so if i had time travel it would be like well let's time travel back to that movie and see who was acting in it it would be like yeah. no no my grandmother really was an indian princess like, yeah. yeah exactly and then you'd be like, "Was like, well, I guess I can't, I can't say anything bad about this person anymore." Um, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's, yes. that's how I would use this that technology. That is absolutely what I would do with that. <laughs> if if there's, there's no, like any anything that I can guarantee you is that the m- more amazing technology, the more petty the use case I'm going to find. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I promise that. Oh God. That is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about Warrior Princess, colon, My Quest to Become the First Female Maasai Warrior by Mindy, Mindy Budger. Budger? Budger? Anyway. Budger. Budger. Budger is what you... Mindy Budger. So uh, uh, this is another sponsored episode and another episode with Amanda on it. You were requested again. Yay. And then also <laughs> another time with some racial uncomfortableness. So can, can I add, Alex, that Warrior Princess Colin sounds like the fanciest anime ever. <laughs> well, fancy but also rugged. That's that's the name of my metal band, actually. Warrior, Warrior Princess, Princess Colin. Or the fanciest enema. Both of those would be. <laughs> I also keep thinking it's going to be a Xena book. <laughs> I was really hoping. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so we're going to be talking about that some more. Uh, uncomfortable racial implications, I guess. Uh, yeah. Also, Ezra probably liked that one too. Uh, this one was weirder. This one, uh, this one, I don't have as much fondness as Billy Jack. Okay. Well, so that's next week. All right. Now I'm gonna record the other one just in case. Thank you guys so much for uh, for being here at C. Walter Smith and at Ezra Fox. Of course. Yeah. If you guys want to send us any feedback, we're at read underscore weep on Twitter, facebook.com slash read and weep, or you can just send an email to podcast at read weepcom and we will uh, we would love to hear your feedback and if possible include some of your comments on the air i'm at alex underscore falcone and uh you can find more from amanda at skeptic.org yes um and also if you want to check out our, our latest uh sister blog we have a parenting blog now oh, uh, a sister blog yeah. about parenting yeah <laughs> uh and called it- grounded parents so uh yeah if you uh want a parenting blog that isn't full of like weird mommy shit uh yeah check out grounded parents <laughs> that's actually a great sales pitch uh i'm i'm yeah. i'm not a parent but i'm curious about that because there's so much uh, like especially like if you read slate like every other column is something annoying about parents so 
<laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird crap out there about what you should what you should do to be a good parent and yeah. And you cut through that crap. Well, I don't. I'm not a parent. Right. But right. <laughs> someone does. No, not me. Uh-uh. The the royal you in that case. The the skeptic universe. Yeah, just let them run wild. That would be my advice. <laughs> Except on airplanes where they should be kept in cages and checked underneath if possible. Heavily sedated. Heavily sedated. Heavily sedated. <laughs> yes. Um, just give them a little whiskey. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Let me- oh, it's going to be the littlest whiskey also, right? If it's on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> right. Plus, it's got a tiny bit of, bottle. But then you pour it from that bottle into a tiny sippy cup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. No, no ice, please. <laughs> That's just how I Come drink on. my whiskey on No games. ice. It's a baby. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So also, uh, I'm sure Teresa really appreciates you being here, Amanda. She was very excited to have you on as a feminist Aww. and she is as a skeptic, skeptic who has been to TAM. She would really oh. like to have you. I don't know what that is, but I figured you would be excited about it. Yeah. Oh, so so Teresa has been to TAM. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. TAM is the the amazing meeting. In, uh, it happens in Vegas every year. Oh, um, Yeah. Yeah, the skeptics don't actually go to that anymore. Um, oh. We kind of had a rather large argument with the uh, the people who run it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's less amazing now? It yeah. is less amazing. There are no skeptics there, so of course it's less amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I'm going to be at uh, in Minneapolis this uh, summer for... Uh, we helped run a track at uh, Convergence in Minneapolis, so... That's fucking awesome. It will be full of skeptics. Well, that's cool. Well, and I, I mean, it's really exciting to have somebody. I, I love whenever we have people who have, like they're, they, they know other places on the internet and then it feels like little internet convergences. <laughs> yeah. That's really fun. So yeah, I'm glad you could make it for that. I'm sure she appreciates it. And thank you for sponsoring an episode. If you want to sponsor an episode that will be open again really soon. Uh, read dash sponsor. And uh, thanks again, Amanda. And thanks everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Psh-